outside fun again. Call 576-4257. Local Tire and Wheel has gone mad with March Tire and Wheel Madness. How mad, you ask? So mad. I mean, so mad, they're now offering six months, same as cash. So you've asked for it, and now you got it. Local Tire and Wheel is now offering six months, same as cash. So you'll have six months to pay the retail price. So keep that cash in your pocket and get the tires you need today. Plus $20 gets you started on the tires you need and the wheels you want. With easy payment plans to fit your budget, no credit check, and everyone approved. Plus all tires at Local Tire and Wheel come with service for life. Local Tire and Wheel has gone mad with March Tire and Wheel Madness. And again, $20 gets you started today. Plus payments to fit your budget, no credit check, everyone approved, and six months, same as cash. Local Tire and Wheel, 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro across from Burger King. LocalTireandWheel.com. And on Facebook, search Local Tire and Wheel Jonesboro. This is KNEA K237FI 953 and K245CW 969 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. It's time for the setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on the ticket. Here are your hosts, Cade Carlton and Andrew Bowen. All right, welcome in here on the setup this Friday, March 18th, 2022 edition of the show here on the ticket radio network. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here for the next hour or so. Uh, also streaming online, tune in uh, 90, by searching for KNEA, 953theticket.com, Twitter and Facebook at 953theticket there as well. Uh, a lot of college basketball talk coming up on the show today. We'll recap the day that was yesterday, hit on some of the top games from yesterday. Also look at uh, the action going on right now, which, spoiler alert, there's not many compelling games going on. Uh, in the NCAA tournament right now. We'll uh, get you caught up on what's going on with A-State baseball as uh, they get set to play Texas State tonight. Also had some NFL news drop yesterday. Uh, Grizzlies going to be back in action tonight as well. So uh, all of that and more coming up over the next hour or so. But right now, Andrew Bullen will get us caught up on some headlines. Brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. Sunbelt Conference play will start with a challenge for A-State baseball as the Red Wolves welcome in number 15 Texas State for a three-game series at Tomlinson Stadium, Kell Field. A-State is looking to snap a six-game losing streak while the Bobcats have won five in a row. Game times are tonight at 6, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 with all three games airing on the Ticket Radio Network. Meanwhile, Arkansas survived a scare Thursday night against 13 seed Vermont but ultimately advanced to the round of 32 with a 75-71 win over the Catamounts. Stanley Umode scored a game-high 21 points while Jalen Williams added a double-double. The fourth-seeded Hogs will now face New Mexico State on Saturday. In the pros, the St. Louis Cardinals added a veteran presence to their outfield Thursday, signing Corey Dickerson to a one-year, $5 million contract. And tonight, the Memphis Grizzlies return to action, playing in Atlanta at 6.30 p.m. And this has been your Daily Headlines, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. Now back to Cade. All right, uh, so yesterday was a pretty fun day of NCAA tournament action. Uh, today quite quite hasn't been as as fun. 
because mainly we've seen a lot of blowouts in this uh, in the NCAA tournament today. But yesterday was uh, yesterday was pretty fun. It was turned out to be a crazy day of uh, college basketball yesterday, and um, I always hate the whole like my brackets busted after day one because most of the times it's not actually busted. It's like more times than not, I feel like when someone says their bracket is busted, it's just like a, a more than a more than anything, it's like a conversation starter, which is fine. But like legitimately, yesterday was a day where people's brackets like legitimately got busted, and yeah. so I, I like I'm fine with the whole bracket busted talk because you had Iowa that lost to Richmond, which I know was a trendy you know Sweet 16 Elite Eight pick in that Midwest region. Uh, and then you had Kentucky losing yesterday as well. And obviously that was a trendy Final Four pick uh, yesterday that uh, that lost in the opening round to, uh, to St. Peter's. So, uh, like, legitimately this is the one year where you can say your bracket's busted on the first day of the NCAA tournament <laughs> and it actually – uh, it actually be busted. So, uh, the first one was, you know, Iowa got upset by Richmond yesterday and – it's kind of funny because I feel like most years outside of Michigan State, the Big Ten is usually just such a fraud in this uh, in this NCAA tournament. Every, every once in a blue moon, you'll have like a legitimately good team from the Big Ten that goes on and makes a big run in the tournament. But more times than not, that team is Michigan State, and if Michigan State is not you know the the good team that's making a run, I I just don't feel like you're getting a lot of. Uh, deep runs from the from the Big Ten and this year it kind of feel like it kind of felt like that you know maybe Iowa could be a could be a surprise team that maybe could push Kansas out of the Midwest and uh, go to the Final Four and that obviously didn't happen as they got upset by uh, Richmond earlier uh, er, uh, yesterday so that was kind of the first domino to fall yesterday in terms of a in terms of a big upset as Richmond won that 67 to uh, 67 to 63 Richmond shot 42 percent from the floor while Iowa shot 36 percent from the floor and uh, Iowa wound up with 11 turnovers in that game as well so that was the first domino to fall yesterday and then we saw a couple of other uh, big losses as well. Thought for a minute there, Georgia State was going to put Gonzaga on upset alert because for the first about, I don't know, 30, 31 minutes of the game, it was, you know, always within like a two-possession game and Georgia State just kind of kept hanging around and hanging around and hanging around. And then finally, Gonzaga was able to uh, blow it open and win at 93 to uh, 72, which, by the way, Gonzaga didn't cover. I think the line was 22 and a half. So Gonzaga... Uh, beat Georgia State by 21 yesterday, Oof. and uh, they won at 93 to uh, 72. The final score in that one. So that was an interesting game, just because uh, you know Georgia State lost their their best player uh, Nashimi with uh, like eight minutes gone by in the opening half of play due to an injury, and he was out the rest of the game. So obviously that was a big blow for Georgia State, and they were playing. Uh, shorthanded the the rest of the game, but were able to give Gonzaga a uh, a pretty good run uh, up until I guess about the ten nine or ten minute mark there in the uh, second half of play. The other one that was uh, an upset yesterday, which I don't know how much of an upset it was because 
the the overall line I think was within two scores, and this was also a trendy upset pick. Uh, New Mexico State took down UConn seventy to sixty three, which you know I felt like a lot of people picked that. I mean, New Mexico State was twenty seven and six. They you know had been a pretty good offense, uh, had a really 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 good guard and Teddy Allen who led them with a new career high. 37 points yesterday, so he accomplished his career high in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. And, uh, yeah, New Mexico State was able to uh, to win yesterday against UConn. So that was that was one of the uh, one of the big upsets yesterday. But the biggest upset of the day was Kentucky getting taken down by St. Peter's in overtime. And I think the general rule of thumb in – uh, in college basketball, especially in the NCAA tournament, is if you are playing a team that overall has more talent than you and overall is better than you uh, and overall has you know more resources on the coaching staff, that you need to win it in regulation because nine times out of ten, it's going to favor that other team in overtime. And that's kind of what I thought last night. Uh, you know, obviously St. Peter's, Kentucky are tied there at the end of regulation, and St. Peter's really doesn't get a good look off. And so it sends it to overtime, and at that point kind of thought, oh, well, you know, Kentucky's going to survive. Credit to St. Peter's for, you know, being able to stay in the game as long as they did. But Kentucky's going to survive in overtime. And that was far from the case. St. Peter's wound up outscoring Kentucky 14-8 to in the overtime period last night. And uh, wound up winning the game. So uh, you had Daryl Banks, who finished with 27 for St. Peter's in the starting lineup. And then Doug Eddert off the bench with uh, 20 were the uh, two leaders for St. Peter's, who shot 51% from the floor and 53% from deep. Meanwhile, for Kentucky, uh, like it's not an exaggeration that nobody on that team not named uh, Oscar Shibway showed up last night. Uh, Shibway finished with 30 points, 16 rebounds, shot the ball 16 times, was 8 of 12 from the free throw line. He was one of just two players to take double-digit shot attempts for Kentucky last night and the only player to make double-digit makes from the field uh, last night for Kentucky. And so it had gotten to a point there in the last five minutes where Kentucky's whole offense was literally to post Shibway up on one of the blocks and try and let him score inside. And, you know, they got they were successful with that at times, but also uh, eventually that is that is not going to work when uh, when. You know, St. Peter starts doubling the post and all that. They're able to force turnovers and whatnot. And that was a case that we saw last night. So, I mean, literally, Sheboy was the only one that showed up in that game last night for for Kentucky. And uh, St. Peter's was able to win 85-79. to So, that busted a, a, a lot of brackets. And my favorite stat that came out, and honestly, I didn't even realize it, uh, because... You know, I remember looking back to last year, Kentucky finished below 500. They had a losing record on the year. They did not go to the NCAA tournament. Obviously, 2020, the NCAA tournament didn't happen. And so now you have to go all the way back to 2019 since Kentucky has last won in the NCAA tournament. And my favorite stat uh, that has come out since that game went final last night. John Calipari has now been paid $27 million since his last NCAA tournament win at Kentucky. It's just depressing. Yeah. I wonder if he blamed it on not being able to warm up like he did when uh, Tennessee beat him in the regular season. 
Wonder if that was the I, case. <laughs> can we, so can we have the conversation, and this is what I've always thought about Calipari. Okay. I've always thought he is a really, really, really good recruiter. Yes. He is a really good developer of talent, mm-hmm. uh, especially these one-and-done. And, like, let's not kid ourselves. Calipari was the one that started the whole one-and-done trend that is now the entire makeup of college basketball. Yeah, 100%. So he has to have a lot of credit there because he was – you know, if you watch the documentary they did on him, he was the guy that, even though he knew Derrick Rose coming back to Memphis for another year could have made his team so much better, he was like, listen, dude, like, you only have a short window, go chase it, go to the NBA, be one and done, whatever. And so, he was the guy that started the whole one and done trip. And so, he has to have some credit in there. And the fact that he has been able to develop his players to be successful from day one in the NBA, he has to have some credit there. But, he is a terrible X's and O's coach. I agree. Because you have all of that talent come through, and you have one national championship to show for it. And I know college basketball is weird. The NCAA tournament's weird. There's always the possibility for upsets. And so, you know, judging off national championships sometimes is not the end-all, be-all. But when you have the amount of talent year in and year out that Kentucky has, and you only have one national championship to show for it – I think it sort of becomes a little bit of the end-all, be-all at some point. Yeah, I mean, it goes to show because you see Duke has the one-and-dones a lot, and they're very successful usually. I mean, granted, not as successful as they should be, but right. I mean, and then there's other teams like Villanova, Tennessee, Loyola Chicago that keep guys for four years and usually don't have five-star talent. I mean, that Tennessee team that made a deep run in the tournament in 2018, I think, was primarily three stars and they had the SEC player of the year Grant Williams so I'm and an NBA player now so I mean it's uh it's all about how you coach it doesn't matter who you have you could have a really good basketball team and have a bunch of three stars but if you yeah. have a great coach it's perfect but I completely agree I thought that forever and you know there's a million Kentucky fans that probably disagree but I don't think so I mean because Kentucky fans are like wanting him fired and while I don't think you go to that extent of being like oh he should be fired I, I mean, I do think there has to be a conversation of like something's what, got changed. What is what is the end game here, and how do we how do we change it to where you know we're we're doing more than developing guys for the NBA, and we're actually winning national championships? Because essentially, that is what Kentucky has been. Yeah, they're they're good to get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament more times than not. And they're good for maybe a Final Four appearance here and there. But that's about it. Like, you don't expect them going into the tournament, or at least I don't, year in and year out to win it. Because I just haven't seen it enough to predict them to win it. I just want to say, um, I just think it's still funny that they were a uh, two seed over, oh, I, over Tennessee. I mean, <laughs> I in one of my brackets, I picked Murray to upset him in the second round. All of my other brackets, I picked Kentucky to go to like the Sweet 16 and Elite 8. So I'm fine with them being busted. If it means we get to see Kentucky get upset in the first round, yeah. I agree. So I, I am all, I am all good on that. <laughs> uh, I, I want to get to the Arkansas Vermont game because I think there is a lot more conversation to be had about that game than the actual game itself. Uh, and I want to get to Murray in San Francisco because that was fun. So that was an amazing. We're game. we're gonna take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll we'll quickly touch on those and then get you caught up on everything that's going on today in the NCAA tournament. So uh, that's coming up after this timeout here on the ticket. We're not ready to go to the closer just yet. More of the setup coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network.
Great news, sports fans. Bentley Sportsbook from Southland Casino is the only online sportsbook live in Arkansas. Visit Bentley.com today to sign up and cash in on your up to $250 risk-free first bet. Bentley Online Sports Betting delivers easy action and real paydays. You can place bets on pro and amateur sports, including college basketball. At Bentley, B-E-T-L-Y.com, you can bet on all the local favorites and get paid in cash for your winners. Bring all the easy action home with Bentley Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas to bet. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800 522 The St. Bernard's Medical Group Health Expo returns to First National Bank Arena in Jonesboro for community-wide event on Saturday, April 9th. As the region's largest event dedicated to your health, we offer free health screenings. Get to know our physicians, donate blood, visit our Kids Zone area, or find your next career at our job fair. The following day, April 10th, student-athletes from partnering schools can once again take advantage of our comprehensive pre-participation evaluations. It's all happening at the St. Bernard's Medical Group Health Expo. Visit stvexpo.com. Domino's Pizza is hiring. Work in a fun, fast-paced environment with Domino's. Do you have solid math skills, sound judgment, and the ability to multitask? You want to be the boss? Domino's Pizza is needing an assistant manager. Domino's is also hiring for delivery drivers with fun and flexible hours and a great schedule that'll fit what you're looking for. And take home cash every night. Domino's needs customer service representatives too. Apply now at jobs.dominoes.com. That's jobs.dominoes.com. Domino's Pizza is an equal opportunity employer. Nebo Auto Center, Northeast Arkansas's original new car alternative, is now celebrating its 20th year. And now is the perfect time to swing by their all-new location, just a quarter mile south of the old one on Stadium Boulevard. If you're in the market for a late model, low-mileage car, truck, or SUV, Nebo has a well-stocked lot of vehicles that fit almost any budget. Visit NeboAuto.com and see them at their new location at 3910 Stadium Boulevard, just south of the bypass. And look for the red roof. We go Nebo. Did you know you can earn as high as 2% APY on your checking account? You can with Arkansas Federal Credit Union. They make it easy to grow your money fast, much faster than a standard account. Earn as high as 2% APY on your checking balance when monthly requirements are met. What else do you get? Free access to your credit score with Credit IQ, ability to get paid up to two days early, and more. APY is annual percentage yield. Call 1-800-456-3000 or visit afcu.org for more details. Federally insured by NCUA. The second annual Delta Roots Music Festival in historic downtown Helena, Arkansas is set for Saturday, April 9th. And this year honors the memory of Phillips County's own musical legend, Lee Von Hell. Headlining this year is The Wait, named after the band's iconic song and led by longtime friend and bandmate Jim Weeder. Also included this year, Funky Donkey, Dwayne Stevens Band, Raj Arnold, Mother Hubbard and the Regulators, Live Wire Band, Bailey Hepley, Colin Linden, the Arkansas Brothers, and the Kate Brothers. Tickets for the festival are $25. Kids 12 and under free and can be purchased online at deltarootsmusicfest.eventbrite.com or at the King Biscuit Blues Festival office, 319 Phillips Street, Helena, Arkansas. Hours for the festival are 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Arts and crafts, food vendors, and a cash bar, and more. The second annual Delta Roots Music Festival, April 9th in Helena, Arkansas. We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back here on The Setup. Cade Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here on a Friday edition of the show. Uh, all right, so we're going to get into 
the games going on right now. But uh, there were two games last night that I, you know, I thought were pretty interesting, entertaining, and so we'll we'll kind of get into those quickly before we shift gears to what is actually going on today in the NCAA tournament. Uh, first off, Arkansas and Vermont uh, played last night. It was kind of a long game. And it fell into the category of even though it was close doesn't mean it was actually a a good game. You know, there were there were times where you know both teams had some bad possessions. You know, there were there was obviously a lot of stoppages in the game, replay foul calls, whatever. Uh, but in the end, Arkansas winds up winning the game. You get a really good performance from Devo Davis off the bench, uh, and Stanley Amude gives you a really good performance last night, and so. It, to me, like you win the game, you're going on to the round of 32, and at a program that you know three or four years ago, the general thought I think was, man, we would just love to get back to the NCAA tournament because it has been so long. And so, you know, I'm kind of under the the uh, the assumption that whatever you know, all the upsets that go on have gone on today in the opening round of the NCAA tournament, and the fact that. You know, Vermont at times was really good offensively. Uh, I mean, they they made nine threes. They had uh, two 20-point scores, three guys in double digits, and proved to be a pretty a pretty solid uh, a team last night. And so I'm of the opinion you win that game, and it's like, all right, great. Let's move on to the round of 32. We already know we're going to get New Mexico State and have a chance to move on to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament for the second time in the last two seasons. Instead... And this is sometimes how I know that that Arkansas is playing. Instead, I get on Twitter, and for 30 minutes, I'm seeing stuff about the officials. I Here's my thing. I'm under the opinion that there are bad officiated games. There are bad officials, obviously. It's sports, and humans are the officials. Obviously, there are, there are bad officials. There are bad calls. There are bad no calls in games. Yeah. But I'm also under, of the opinion that, on a given night in college basketball, any sport, on a given night in any sport, 99.99999% of the time, officiating never dictates or decides the outcome of the game. Now, there are certain calls or no calls that can be made that maybe swing momentum and maybe could lead to potentially deciding the outcome of the game, but it never directly decides the, the outcome of the game. And so... That's what I didn't get last night. It, it just all over the place. It the, the refs are out to get Arkansas. Well, like, no, I don't think they are. In certain cases, sure. Uh, if Eric Musselman is on the sideline cussing the refs out the whole game, then yeah, you know, you may not get calls, and you you may uh, you may have some calls that are iffy go against you. But like, I, I just don't understand the whole idea that officials have an agenda because they don't. They, no, they don't. I mean, there's there's a lot of, especially in the SEC, there are a lot of fans that are convinced that every game, I mean, especially being a Tennessee fan, that that every game the refs are against them. It's, yes. It's, it's and insane And it's so annoying. Me. Yeah, it is very and annoying. And I, I know I used to be that way, but also I was probably like 17 or 18 and, yeah. and in high school. Like, <laughs> the, there there's not a point now where I watch a game and my team is playing in it, and I come away from that game with the overall thought of, Man, if the officials weren't so bad, we would have won yeah. this game, or we would have won this game by more. Or now, whatever. If, if there's a bad call and it, especially in football, if there's yeah. a bad call and it ruins a drive, that's different. But I, I mean, a little, but also 
Basketball is so touch and, and go. It's and different. I was having this conversation with someone last night, and they, they brought up a good point that, that I agree with. Even if the officiating is bad, good teams and good coaches find a way to adapt in-game to counter bad officiating. And bad teams don't. That that's that's the story. So I, I don't know. I I just I continue to be a little bit baffled when when the conversation after a game pertains to the refs. And I get it. There are some officials that aren't good, and there are some games that aren't called great. Mm-hmm. There there were some calls last night of the Arkansas game that weren't good. There were some missed calls in the Arkansas game last night that weren't good. But from an overall standpoint, the officiating had very little to do with the result in that game last night and yeah you take away the bad no calls you take away the uh the bad calls on the floor like the outcome is still the same maybe Arkansas wins by like four more points but the outcome is still the same I I agree there are there are some games I think that fall into a gray area in that argument because you know there there's always a gray area but I agree for the most part I think the refs you know they do their best and like you said, they're human. If they were yes. robot refs, I don't think we'd ever have this and, discussion. And I'm fine with calling out bad calls and bad missed calls. I am fine with that because it happens yeah. all the time. Uh, I think it happens more in football than it does in basketball, but like I am yes. fine with it. But at the end of the day, 99.99% of the time in basketball. Now, I do think there is a little bit more of an exception in football uh, because if we want to make the argument that uh, – the SEC league office has Auburn's back. I will fully get on that, get on board that conspiracy theory in football because Auburn is one of the only teams in the country that, if you said the officiating was there to help Auburn, I don't know that I would hundred percent agree with it, but I could somewhat get on board. And so, you investigated a little more. <laughs> I I am fine with that argument. Everyone else, no, no, fair, fair, no. So um, I I don't know. I just. Uh, I just got annoyed by that last night. No, I, it, it's very annoying. It's it's the worst when you are watching a game and in your head you say, oh, there's a missed call here and there. Good game, though. Great. And then you get on Twitter and no one's talking about the game. It's just, yeah, they cheated us. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's it just feels entitled And even if they did cheat you, you won the game. I know. It's you didn't lose. So you aggravating. won. It's just complaining to complain, and it feels very entitled, yeah, and I hate it. I just... Like, Iowa did not win the game because of the refs. I understand why people were complaining about that. I'm not a fan I, of I get that one because like that yeah. that was a legitimate argument where I was down three, they have a quarter three, and the kid gets hit on the arm as he's releasing the three and there is no call. Yeah. So I get that argument. If you want to make that argument of we didn't win the game because of the officials, now I would still throw the counterpunch of you didn't win the game because of this play or that play or this play because you can always go back to certain plays or certain moments or certain runs in the game and yeah. point out why you didn't win the game mm-hmm. because I'm one of those I'm one of those people that if you want to make the argument of we lost the game because of the officials I think you can also go back and be like well if you did this this and this you wouldn't have put yourself in the situation to lose the game because of a bad call I agree so that, that's that's kind of the that's kind of how I am when it comes to when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. Now, in the heat of the moment, sometimes uh, I I get it, but I also think I've gotten at least a little bit better about that. Where it's <laughs> like, you know, that was a terrible call, but also like, yeah, uh, you for, know, we could have done this, this, and this. For Iowa, I was saying I more understand why when I went on Twitter after yeah. that game, it was all of that talk. But with the Arkansas game, it it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, so that honestly like made me a little mad last night, and I uh, 
<laughs> I did tweet. I think I tweeted something like, "If I ever, if I ever, if you ever catch me blaming the law, blaming a game or something on officials, like just put me in Twitter jail already." I, I think and, I saw that, and yeah. I stand by that sentiment. <laughs> I stand by that sentiment. I respect uh, it. But anyways, so that was uh, that was a game last night. Uh, also. Uh, got to see Murray in San Francisco, which was a phenomenal game, especially when it went to overtime. And uh, it, listen, it was just like a shot-making exhibition. It felt like both teams made a tough shot every trip down in overtime last night, and that was a, a really, really, really good game. Uh, San Francisco's coach, by the way, uh, got poached by Florida earlier today. So Florida has made their hire, hiring the Dons head coach, and uh, Murray State goes on to the next round of the uh, – NCAA tournament. Uh, by the way, if you put $100 on a St. Peter's Richmond in the Mexico State parlay yesterday, you could have won 17.9,000 or 17.9K. So $17,900 if you put $100 on St. Peter's Richmond and New Mexico State in the parlay yesterday. Wow. So a lot of money there. All right, uh, we're going to take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll uh, get you caught up on everything that has uh, gone on today in the NCAA tournament. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll have a chance to talk A-State baseball. I really didn't intend for the first two segments to be this long-winded, recapping uh, yesterday's NCAA tournament stuff. Uh, so we'll we'll see what we get into after this time out here on the ticket. Tara's icing down. Kobo's in the pen. But Kate and Andrew are dealing. Play ball. The setup continues right after this on the Ticket Radio Network. That's baseball. Eric works at NEA Construction. I love coming to work, and I don't even set my alarm to go to work. Like, I look forward to coming to work, and I don't want to miss work because it's just a good place to come. Northeast Arkansas Construction is hiring to build the future, building out the region's fiber optic network to connect to the world. Eric, do you feel like there's a good future here for you at NEA Construction? Oh, yes, yes. A lot of room to grow in this company. That's where I came in. The more experience you have, the better off you're going to be. NEA Construction takes pride in being Arkansas's leading fiber optic construction company. Join our great work environment with state-of-the-art equipment, full training, fully paid health insurance, and paid vacation, all at industry-leading hourly pay. Call 870-972-8565 or visit NEArkansasConstruction.com. Northeast Arkansas Construction. We make a difference. Equal Opportunity Employer. The Central Family of Dealerships is proud to sponsor the 2022 Sun Senior Classic coming Saturday, March the 19th at First National Bank Arena. Come and see the stars of local basketball here in Northeast Arkansas with the girls tipping off at 5 p.m. and the boys at 7 p.m. All admission proceeds go to a scholarship fund at First National Bank to be distributed to the participants. Brought to you by the Central Family of Dealerships. Also sponsored by First National Bank, Jonesboro Promotions Board, Vineyard Development, Poppy's Beach Grill and Event Center, Fat City Apparel Incorporated, Empower, Visionary Eye Care, and East Arkansas Broadcasters. Home buyers throughout Northeast Arkansas continue to praise the team at First Financial Mortgage. Here's what Angela had to say. We bought and refinanced through First Financial Mortgage. It was an easy, stress-free process both times. We will continue to use them and refer everyone to them. I also had a friend getting a mortgage from a bank, and she was having a horrible experience. I gave them the number for Mary at First Financial Mortgage, and now they own their own house, which relieves so much stress for them. Call Mary Tucker 
Lender today, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro is hiring. Apply online at Riceland.com for full-time, direct hire manufacturing positions in our parboil mill and plant. Riceland Foods is an equal opportunity employer with a new competitive pay scale geared toward advancement and benefits, including medical, dental, and vision insurance, paid time off, and paid holidays. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro has immediate openings for full-time manufacturing positions. Start your new career today with Riceland Foods. Go to Riceland.com and select jobs at the top of the page to apply online. Experience meets innovation at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. After more than 135 years of servicing our East Arkansas communities, we are the region's largest independently owned bank. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas continues to invest in new products and services to best serve all our banking customers. This year, we've rolled out mobile pay technology, enabled mobile depositing from wherever you are, and a new Roundup savings feature to help you take charge of your savings. Come and see what's new at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. Whether you're building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name the pros trust and the one used on the most building sites, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I. 555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. It's the fastest hour in sports talk. Now back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the setup halfway home on a Friday edition of the show. Here on the Ticket Radio Network, Kane Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here for about another 30 more minutes or so. Uh, all right, so we, we've gone uh, long-winded about yesterday's NCAA uh, tournament action. So now we'll uh, kind of get you caught up on what is going on today. Uh and it honestly hasn't been a super interesting day so far of NCAA tournament games. Uh, Ohio State beat Loyola Chicago 54-41, which, by the way, I – and I don't know why, but have always had a tough time saying the word Loyola because <laughs> it just doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, it's a lot of syllables. Yeah, and so, like, I'm not – been out of shape that they lost. And Loyola Chicago gives me PTSD. So, yeah, I, I'm not been out of shape that they lost, and so we don't have to I'm say the either. word Loyola <laughs> uh, anymore on this show for a while. Uh, but that was an ugly game. Uh, the Ramblers shot 26 percent from the floor, 28 percent from three. Meanwhile, Ohio State shot 42 percent from the floor, but they were just one of 15, six and a half percent from three in that contest today. Uh, EJ Liddell led the way with 16 for Ohio State, and like it, it really wasn't an intriguing game. Like I had it on, but I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention because it was not, it was not that intriguing. So. Uh, yeah, I, w- I was not intrigued by that. Uh, Auburn struggled a little bit with Jacksonville State early on, but then they were able to pull away and win by 19, 80-61. So that wasn't really close in the second half of play. Texas Tech has just flat-out dominated Montana State. Uh, they're up 81-45 to 
with 8.13 to go in the third quarter of play in that one. So that is quite the uh, decisive score in that game. Uh, yeah, so that one's not close. Purdue is pulled away from Yale, even though they were kind of going back and forth in the first half. It's now 61-39. to uh, Miami and USC just underway, tied up at four all in the first half. And then uh, Villanova has gotten a four-point lead over Delaware with 3-10 to go in the first quarter play. Delaware was up by four a few minutes ago, and now Villanova has gone on a little yes. bit of a run to uh, to get that to a four-point game. So even that one has a chance to potentially uh, get out of hand uh, as as it goes on. So the early slate has not been good today. Yeah, uh, This Delaware team... I'm surprised. They look pretty solid from what I've seen. They have a good center. Um, I will say it's their guard's fault that they are not still in the lead. He is 0 for 6 and just keeps shooting the ball. I'm like, just stop shooting, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do think we're going to have some some more interesting games going on as as we get further into the, into the day. Uh, I, I think Notre Dame-Alabama has a chance to be a pretty uh, pretty good game. Uh, Virginia Tech-Texas has a chance to be a really good game. I yes. think Texas is going to win that game, but I think uh, Virginia Tech is going to take them to the wire. Uh, I know Illinois is, is kind of a little bit of a big favorite. They're an eight-point favorite, but – I think Chattanooga could pull the upset over over Illinois. That that's a big pick that a lot of people have is Chattanooga yeah. over them. And Illinois hasn't really impressed me. No, they really haven't. Yeah. But yeah. They they have they really haven't had any like big signature marquee wins throughout the course of the year. It got no, bounced early in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, and, they just kind of squeaked by and had a good record yeah. and then they made the tournament and now it's like eh, Yeah, when right. you stick with the philosophy of don't bet on the Big Ten, that means you don't bet on Illinois either. And so I just I'm not betting big on I Illinois. Agree. Yeah. Uh so I think that one could be good. I, I'm interested in what Iowa State LSU looks like. Uh, to me, that has been an upset pick in every bracket I have done just because of the uncertainty around the LSU program. Obviously, you know, they fired Will Wade after the SEC tournament, and so they're going to have an interim head coach in place. And so you wonder what LSU, how they're going to look whenever they come out today, if they are going to be, you know, laser focused on the task at hand, or if the whole Will Wade thing and the NCAA investigation, notice of allegations and all that stuff looming. If that's going to be too much to overcome and we could see Iowa pull off the upset, I, I don't know. But I, I am interested in in how that game plays out. And then the other two I'm really interested, or other three, I guess, I'm really interested in today. I, I have full confidence UAB is going to beat Houston in the 12-5 upset. I'm excited. UAB has been on fire. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Andy Kennedy, who was the former head coach at Ole Miss for a long time, has has gotten, you know, I think this is year three or year two at UAB, and he has gotten them rolling. Uh, they're twenty seven and seven. They finished regular season twenty seven and seven, uh, and were just really good throughout the course uh, of the year. And so, I, you know, I think that one is a little bit of a, a popular upset pick. Now they don't score a lot, but they have been a really, really, really good defensive team, and so. Uh, it's going to be interesting, you know, because Houston averages about 73 points per game. Uh, UAB averages about 63 points per game. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if UAB can dictate the pace with how they play defense, and that's going to be the big difference in that one. And then uh, Davidson, Michigan State, which I think at this point is pretty much a pick em. Um I picked Davidson. I, I don't think Michigan State's very good. I, I don't think they are either. And Now, I don't know a whole lot about Davidson, but – I don't either. 
I I don't know. I just feel like that one could be a, a little bit of an upset. But also, like Tom Izzo's resume in the month of March is so good that I true. I just had a tough Very time with true. that one. I I wound up picking Davidson to upset Michigan State more times than not in four or five brackets that I did. But I had a tough time with that one because on one hand it feels like a, a little bit of an upset special, which I don't know how much of you can consider a seven and a ten an upset. But on the other hand, it does feel like. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Michigan State comes out and dominates, and it's like, oh, it's January, February, Izzo, you know, <laughs> true, uh, like, like true. we're like we're used to. So business as usual. You know, I think that could be good. And then you have Colgate, Wisconsin. Uh, I don't really know what to expect out of that game. I don't either. I, you know, Colgate is is a pretty solid three point shooting team. Um, True. And, and so I, I just don't know. I, you know, I think that one has been kind of an upset pick too at times. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sold on Wisconsin, and so I really don't know what to think about that game. But I think that one could be could be intriguing. So, I think it's a toss up. I yeah. think it's because normally it would be Wisconsin is like this powerhouse team, and oh, it's an easy pick. But I don't know. This year Wisconsin didn't wow me. They kind of remind me yeah. of how I feel about Michigan State, Illinois. There's a lot of I've noticed in this tournament. There's a lot of teams that are really high seeds that I just haven't been wowed by. I mean, Kentucky was one of them. Duke, it's uh, it's weird. I'm not used to that. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of the slate. Uh, that's kind of the slate tonight in the NCAA tournament. By the way, we already do know the uh, matchups and times for tomorrow. I, I think the 11 o'clock game could be interesting. Uh, Baylor and North Carolina will uh, tip us That'll off at 11:10 uh, tomorrow on CBS. Then we'll get Creighton and Kansas uh, at 1:40 uh, on CBS as well. And then we'll kind of get some more games. I think Michigan Tennessee has a chance to be pretty interesting at 4:15. Uh, St. Mary's UCLA tomorrow night at 6:10. You get Murray State and St. Peter's, which I think Murray State could, it, is. I think that's going to be ugly. I think Murray State's going to blow them out at 645. Then uh, Arkansas to Mexico State at 740, and Memphis and Gonzaga at 840 tomorrow night. And that is the uh, schedule for the Saturday round of NCAA tournament games. It's a great slate, I think. Yeah. Just I, I hope they're all close. Yeah, it's just variety. I like, I like that this tournament's been like – Obviously, I love upsets, but the variety is just great. Yeah. Again, I hope every single game is close tomorrow. I, I agree. I hope they're decided within the final three minutes, two minutes, whatever, except for one. <laughs> I want Gonzaga to. I want Gonzaga to hang 150 points tomorrow. <laughs> I want them to set a new NCAA tournament record in points scored. <laughs> I was about to say that. I knew it was coming. I, I, was just I just. Yeah. I agree. You know, the the South Carolina women's team, and I haven't checked on this today. uh, I haven't checked on this at least in the second half. So they're up 75-15 to right now over Howard in the 116 game in the opening round of the women's tournament. When they went to half today, the score was 44-4. to If that was the score at halftime to Barron, Gonzaga, and Memphis, I'm good with it. I'm good with that. (laughs) I'm, I'm more than good with that. What I'm shocked is how do you score four points in two quarters? It's just insane. And they were like, hold up, let's let's check the stats. Because at one point, they were like 1 of 20 from the field or something crazy. Uh, they have since improved that. Howard is now 6 of 49 from the field. They're shooting 12%. They're 1 of 9 from 3, shooting 11% from 3. But they are a perfect 4 of 4 from the free throw line this afternoon. 
I am in I am in awe. I don't think I've ever heard of a shooting percentage being that bad. It they could be the only team um in NCAA tournament history. Now, I don't think it's going to happen because they have knocked down free throws, so they're going to have to like go to the free throw line a whole lot more and start missing free throws. But at one point, there was a chance that they could have been the only team in NCAA tournament history to shoot below uh, 30%, both from the field, from three, and from the free throw line. And they've since been able to go to the free throw line and knock down a couple there. So, Wow. All right. Uh, anyways, and South Carolina is not even playing good either. South Carolina is shooting thirty six percent from the floor. Like they're not even playing good. It's just a mess. But they're out rebounding them sixty five to twenty six. That'll so, do it. Yeah. Boardman gets paid. Board boardman gets paid. So uh, that's that's going on in the women's uh, NCAA tournament uh, right now. So yikes! Uh, it, it hasn't been an interesting start to both the men's and women's tournaments so far today by the way villanova is now at 35 to 25 so here comes yet another blowout in the men's side of the ncaa hey, tournament hey, they today. got a, they got a halftime there's still a chance <laughs> you never know what happens at halftime uh yeah all right so we'll take a timeout. Uh, we've obviously talked a lot about the ncaa tournament today there's still some uh some NFL news to catch up on. Uh, have a big uh, big game between two former local high school standouts coming up at 4.30 on the women's side of things. Also, A-State baseball uh, starts up conference play tonight. So we'll get to that and much more as we get set to close out the show after this time out on the ticket. Our advice, just take the over. I think it's safe to say that I won the bet. More of the setup is coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. Grain price is still down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Market Countdown. May corn at 741 and three quarters, down 12 and three quarters. Would July corn at 712 and a half, down six and a quarter. May soybeans at 1668, down a half. Would July soybeans at 1645 and three quarters, down one and a half. May wheat at 1063 and three quarters, down 34 and a quarter. Would July wheat at 1044 and three quarters, down 31 and a quarter. May cotton at 12686, up five. Would July cotton at 12303, up 493. May rice, 15.62 and a half, down eight and a half, with July rice at 15.89 and a half, down eight. Moving on to livestock now, April live cattle at 140.50, up 102 and a half, with June live cattle at 137.07 and a half, up 115. March feeder cattle at 157, even up 45, with April feeder cattle at 162.32 and a half, up 122 and a half. April lane hogs at 99.40, down 95, with May hogs at 107.10, down 90. That's your EAB Market Countdown brought to you by Pico Foods. Now buying new crop corn and milo direct from local farmers in Arkansas, Alabama, Missouri, and Mississippi. Farmers, have you booked your new crop corn and milo? Before you do, call Pico Foods. Pico is buying new crop corn and milo at always competitive prices. Pico Foods, the eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, supports local producers, and they're buying new crop corn and milo right now. In Arkansas, Missouri, call David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. Here's farmer and businessman James Wood. We farm about 3,500 acres. There's pipelines everywhere. The contractor working on my property did not have the lines located before he began work, and it resulted on a strike on a natural gas pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. 
A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety campaign. There's no question that the COVID pandemic, supply chain issues, and factory slowdowns have greatly affected our industry in the last two years. At Cavanaugh Ford, we have a plan to change all of that. A plan you're going to love. Placing your order for your new truck or SUV during truck month means big rebates, low interest, and you'll be driving your new vehicle by summer. Customize your personal 2022 F-150 pickup and get $3,500 off MSRP. 2022 Ranger, $2,500 off MSRP, 22 Edge SUV, $2,500 off MSRP, 22 Explorer, $2,000 off MSRP, and drive your new vehicle by summer. Placing a retail order and personally customizing your new Cavanaugh Ford is the new way to buy. And during truck month, you'll order and save with up to $3,500 off MSRP, zero interest financing, and you'll be driving the vehicle you customized by summer. Truck month at Cavanaugh Ford. There's never been anything like it. Cavanaugh Ford, 2000 East Highland in Jonesboro. Or CavanaughFord.com. Save big this week at Food Smart, where you get all items at cost plus 10% at check in. Get fresh whole boneless pork loins for $1.46 a pound. Fresh green cabbage, 37 cents a pound. USDA select boneless New York strip steak value packs, $7.88 a pound. Sugardale sliced bacon, 40 ounces, $8.97. And 12 packs of Pepsi products are three for $10.88 when you buy three or more. Be smart. Shop Food Smart. Now open in Jonesboro and the two former Hayes supermarkets locations on Nettleton and on G Street. At Plantigan Sports in Jonesboro, they know it's finally time to get outside, and they've got you covered no matter the sport. Get by Plantigan for new and used equipment and apparel for both youth and adults in baseball and softball. They also have what you need for soccer, golf, disc golf, and much more. And if you have outdoor sports equipment at your house that's no longer being used, bring it by Plantigan and turn it into cash. Before you head outside this spring, go inside Plantigan Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Timeout's over, and we're going to the full court press. Now, let's get back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we get set to close out the Friday edition of the show. Um, I, I there's there are times that I'm glad that our mics are off during the break, especially when you get breaking news. Uh, what like thirty seconds ago? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like thirty seconds ago, and your first response is to utter curse words because you're so surprised at the news. Uh, so Adam Schefter just putting this out, like literally uh, about a minute and a half ago. Deshaun Watson has decided he wants to play for the Cleveland Browns in a stunning change of events per sources. Watson has informed the Houston Texans he is now willing to waive the no-trade clause in his contract to be dealt to Cleveland. What in the world? What is happening? Uh, Earlier today, the odds were released for Deshaun Watson's next team, and I think... The, the Falcons were like a minus 250 favorite or something crazy like that to to de, to land uh, Deshaun Watson. Let's see. Uh, no, the Saints. So the odds on bet online for Deshaun Watson would land in week one of the 2022 NBA se- or NFL season. The Saints minus 200, the Falcons plus 150, the Panthers plus 1,000, the Lions plus 2,000. You want to know how much of a surprising move this was? The Browns weren't even listed on the board of where Deshaun Watson could play week one next season. Yeah, I mean, all I saw was basically him wanting to go to the Falcons is what I thought was going to yes. happen. And I that just, wow. Talk about 
breaking news. Baker Mayfield <laughs> is in shambles right now. I mean, I'm I'm imagining there's going to be some kind of trade between both of them. I mean, I feel like that's what you have to do. Yeah. Unless uh, unless the Browns are just intent on making him miserable. I don't I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know what you do with Baker here. If this is part of a like sign and trade type deal, but Deshaun's yeah. still under contracts. I, I mean, I guess maybe it's a maybe it's a full on trade type deal where you trade Baker Mayfield to the Texans, or it did. Like, it, I, I don't know. It did say Deshaun was willing to waive his no trade clause to make it possible. So yeah, so like I don't know what you do with Baker here. Yeah, uh, if, if he is going to the Texans now, or if Cleveland's going to work with him to choose another trade partner, but it. Uh, it sounds like that Baker Mayfield is no longer a Cleveland Brown. That's for sure. This is a mess. I feel like we're going to get some really interesting news in the next week or two in regards what, like, to what Baker. What do the Falcons do now? The, I'm pretty sure the Falcons <laughs> had pretty much like been lining up trade partners for, for Matt Ryan <laughs> because they thought they were going to get Deshaun Watson. Oh, no. The Saints cleared $24 million. They had now had $24 million in cap space because they restructured four different contracts, including DeMario Davis. And now Deshaun Watson is going to the Browns. And so, like, what are the Saints and oh, Falcons going to do? They're probably limited. <laughs> it would have been even worse if they had already traded Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering, and, and this was earlier today, this morning, so maybe these odds mean absolutely nothing now. But if you're wondering, the odds for where Baker Mayfield uh, played in week one of the 2022 uh, NFL season. It was Colts plus 150, Seahawks plus 200, the leaders. The Texans were plus 2,000 earlier this morning. So I would venture to guess the Texans have shot up that odds list Yeah, quite I, a bit in the last so. few minutes. <laughs> so That's wild. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. I think Baker to the Seahawks would make sense, but I just don't, I don't know if that would ever be able uh, to happen. Ian Rappaport, Deshaun Watson will now be the new quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, a real thing. The Browns will now trade Baker Mayfield. No mention of if uh, Baker Mayfield is going to uh, get traded to the Texans or what. But there you go. Wow. What? Wow. <laughs> that is, is just that, a, I mean, that just kind of came mess. out of left field. That just, yeah. I mean, that came out of left field. I'm um, thinking about who the, I mean, I guess... I'm thinking of who's still in Cleveland because it's just been it's just been moving around a lot to try to keep up with it. But I don't know how I feel about the Browns now. But I don't know. Maybe it's better. Maybe Baker. I I don't know. I've heard Baker was the problem. I've heard he isn't. But we'll see. That that is crazy. Um. So that was uh the icing on the cake of the NFL news that has come out over the last 24 hours. Uh. The Packers traded Devontae Adams to the Raiders a few days after Aaron Rodgers re-signed for the Packers for three years. Uh, the Falcons have been shopping Matt Ryan around, and so who knows what's going to happen in the in the NFL this weekend. That is just that's the, wild. The Raiders' offense is insane now. I mean, yeah. you have Renfro, uh, Jacobs, Waller, um, Devontae Adams, I just blanked for some reason, but I also didn't realize Derek Carr and Adams were college teammates. That's oh, that was yeah. the first thing I saw, and I was shocked. But 
Yeah, I mean, I hate the Raiders, but <laughs> I like the players. Uh, here's the latest on Deshaun Watson. Browns are giving Watson a new deal. The $184 million over first four years of his contract is a $48 million raise over the 136 he was scheduled to make over the same four years on the previous contract, a $12 million a year raise in that span. Wow. So Cleveland is going all in to commit to uh, Deshaun Watson. Um uh, that that that's going to be interesting because obviously all of the you know all of the court matters or whatever the prosecution matters for Deshaun Watson uh you know they said they weren't going to file any charges anything like that but also he still has a bunch of civil suits to take care of and so it, it's going to be interesting to see how those play out and uh also will be interesting to see what the uh, punishment is for Deshaun. I mean, I think he's still going to have to sit out the first six games of the NFL season, perhaps. So it, it's going to be uh, definitely a situation to monitor on how that all shakes out with the uh, with the Cleveland Browns. But that is that is wild. Not news I expected to uh, <laughs> see crazy. today. That's for sure. Uh, all right. So coming up here in about an hour and a half, a little bit over that, uh, four thirty on ESPN News going to be a really fun uh, NCAA tournament game to watch as the seven-seeded Utah Utes take on the 10-seeded Arkansas Razorback Arkansas Razorbacks in a women's basketball action and it's going to be fun because you're going to get to see Deja Young who has been really good at Utah this year will be in the starting lineup and you're going to get to see Alana Eaton playing once again on the same floor obviously those two uh, played for a year with each other at Nettleton. Uh, Deja Young ha- is all over the Nettleton record books. Uh, Lana Eaton led Nettleton to a state championship. And so two players from that went to the same high school that played on the same team squaring off in the NCAA tournament today at 430. So that is going to be a really, really, really fun and cool game to watch, uh, especially for me, being the fact that I was there for that year that they were at Nettleton covering them. And so that's, that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be really, really fun to uh, cool, yeah. to watch this afternoon. So that's that's going to be something uh, to to keep an eye on, definitely, as uh, we go throughout the course of this day. Also, uh, the NBA, by the way, punted on competing with uh, the college basketball last night as they had just one game. It was the Magic and the Pistons, but tonight a little bit more of a lengthier slate, uh, including the Grizz, who will be in action at 6.30 tonight against the Hawks. Obviously, uh, that game won't be here on the ticket because of uh, a state baseball that's coming up tonight. By the way, Sunbelt News, uh, Coastal Carolina has fired head coach Jada Williams in women's basketball. So uh, the Shauna Clear is going to be on the search for a new head coach in uh, women's basketball. That just coming out. A few moments ago, obviously, they lost their best player, Asia Blunt, to the portal last week. All right, that does it for us today. The Drive with Brad Bobo is next, which will immediately lead you into some A-State baseball coverage. Full slate of weekend programming, including A-State baseball, get you back to us on Monday. For Andrew, I'm Cage. So long. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.